Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, Shannon and Stephanie. Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here and excited to dive into your story and be able to help people learn more about you and how you can help them uh, establish a more healthy, how would you call it, mental well-being. So welcome. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Say hey. Uh, Looking forward to getting to know you better. Well, hey, everybody. Um, my name is Shannon. I know you might have expected a, a hot chick, but I'm uh, <laughs> I've got a little bit deeper voice than that. Every time they say Shannon, I'm always expecting to look like something else. But this is me. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having us on today, Emily. Um, Steph, you could introduce yourself. Say hi. Hi, I'm Stephanie. Yes. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, counted an honor, Emily, that you invited us on to share a little bit about our story and our journey. Um, I am the wife of an awesome man who many would call a hero with his um, life's work having been in firefighting. Um, But we're going to talk about today how the hero portion of our story and our journey is actually the moment he decided to step away from that role. So um, I think that's probably a good intro to who we are as a couple and kind of what's been going on in our lives. Yeah. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your story. How'd you get into helping people? Um, and why is this a passion for you to help people with their mental well-being? Well, I know um, just coming from my point of view, I'm, you know, I'm a dad been a dad uh got two amazing kids um we've been married going on 12 years this year and 11 <laughs> somebody lost count oh well, you always do that. <laughs> i know how long we've been married but then you always say well we've been together for 12. okay so there we go yeah so we've been together for 12 years. yes thank okay, you there, I'll, I'll do that <laughs> and you know it, it's one of those things where i know the importance of just having mental clarity, right? I know the importance of just being not only with yourself, but being with the people that you love the most, if that makes sense, right? And just to always, always Mm -hmm. have that just every day, you know, just every every single day getting up with purpose, getting up with um, the absolute, 100% 100% focus on what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and not letting any mm-hmm. mental, emotional, or any kind of barriers get in your way. And for me, it's got to the point to where a lot of things were getting in my way mentally when I knew physically I could accomplish certain things. Does that make sense? Mm, so yeah, physically, sure. I was present and I was capable and mentally, I just was not there anymore. And it was really, really, really frustrating it was something that was on my mind and it was something that I really just had to 
fix and I didn't know how to fix it myself. And I and think that's why I asked her to really help me out in my journey of what in the world is going on that's wrong with me now. Yeah, to sort of paint a picture mm, and give context yeah. to um, our particular situation, Shannon and I, yes, we met a little over 12 years ago. And um, I would say pretty quickly knew we wanted to be together. And so the love story began, so to speak. And as it began unfolding, he was just starting with the fire department um, in a civilian role. He had been in the military in the past. He was now in this civilian role of um, joining basically what he's always told me as like the major leagues of firefighting. And so with that being said, um, he had his dream job and I was working in my dream job. And here we were two, you know, somewhat seasoned young adults um, coming together at like the prime, the peak of our life, accomplishing what we wanted to work-wise and now wanting to think about starting a family together. And so that being said, um, as the years grew on, we had gotten married, we began our family, we have two children. Um, and then some, I noticed some changes in behavior, right? So, you know, it was like, well, he's tired, mm -hmm. Shannon's tired, but he wasn't just tired. He was also quick to anger, grumpy all the time. Um, didn't want to interact with family, started disconnecting from friends. And so there came this point where I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. And my background is I'm a nurse. And so there was nothing that stood out in my mind to say, maybe he's experiencing X, Y, or Z. I hadn't dealt with anything in the mental health field personally, directly um, before. And so, you know, aside from maybe mm -hmm. a rotation in nursing school or, you know, a, a semester on um, psychiatric healthcare, sure. I, I really didn't have that exposure or engagement. So there came a point in time where Shannon came to me and said, I need help. And when he did, that really got the ball rolling for us as a couple to work together to decide like we were going to fight for our family, for our marriage, for Shannon to have that sense of peace and well-being and rest also back in his life, something that just wasn't there for what felt like probably a couple of years. And I'll just give you some context. Okay. This journey has taken us about five and a half years now. Yeah. So we're going into six years um, almost of, you know, going at this together. And I'm going to say the key word in all of this is together. And I don't want to say together, just the two of us. Um, I'll, I'll put it out there. We are Christians. We believe in God. We believe in Christ. And when we got married, part of our vows was having God in our marriage. And I truly believe that that threefold um, has really been the basis of, of us being able to do this together. So I, I truly attribute us moving forward, conquering through, working through every single day, really. Um, it being about us having this faith at our core. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about together, I think this is one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on 
the show is to talk about how you've navigated these things together because, you know, you guys know way better than I do um, that mental health things and mental illness diagnoses are still pretty taboo. And I don't hear very many couples talking about it. Like I know one author who's talking about his perspective, like his experience with his wife, but like not many people talk about it. So I would love to hear from you. How do you two support each other? How do you love each other well through this? Like from both sides, like what boundaries do you have in place and what things do you have set up that help you navigate this? Um, I, I come from, I come from the thought process of we don't do anything alone, right? So we, we didn't have kids alone. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we didn't get married alone. We didn't, we didn't build our first business alone, right? So like we don't, we, we don't have that thought process, you know, especially like the new age thought process, you know, she has her bills, I have my bills, we have our accounts separate, and then we kind of come together, you know what I mean? Like, I know that we have quite a few friends and acquaintances that, that do that. And I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. But that's just not how we felt personally, like, we would be able to get to where we want to get to, right? So at the same time, like, we don't go through our emotions alone, necessarily. And mm. we don't, you know, go through life separate so everything that I did whatever I brought home however my mood is like that is something that affects the entire house right so yeah for me if I'm going to if I'm going to be you know the Debbie Downer of the house then <laughs> I need the pick-me-up also you know what I mean and there's plenty of instances where you know, I'm the pick me up and then, you know, she might be the Debbie. Now, we're not, not trying to sound like that, but, you know, for whatever reason, you know, her mood is different or, you know, she's definitely, I noticed something like the last couple of weeks, you know, she's kind of off or whatever it may be, you know, she's like legitimately my life partner and somebody I'm building with and it concerns me, right? <laughs> like it's mm -hmm. something that I want to check in with her and I want to make sure that, you know, she knows and understands that, hey, I know something's off. I feel something different, you know? And right. at this point right now, I mean, there aren't any boundaries, you know? It's literally just, hey, kind of noticed a few things. What's going on? You know, you can talk to me, whatever it may be. Um, I know when it came to me asking for help, you know, that was the, the three hardest words that I've ever said in my life um, at the time. But I didn't. I couldn't even imagine or think about asking anybody else and giving somebody else that opportunity to help me mm -hmm. in my biggest struggle at that moment in time. Make sense? Yeah. So there, there isn't such thing as alone in our house. Like, like there's, we might as well live in a glass house. I mean, you have kids, right? We've got kids. You might as well live in a glass or, you know what I mean? Like for them to give us this amount of time this long is like pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> you know, we always say like, there's no secrets with us. You know what I mean? Like we don't do the secret thing, you know, the whisper thing. Like it's, it's all out, right. you know, it's, yeah. it's us for we're doing this thing together, no matter what it is. And I mean, they're seven and eight, it doesn't matter. But for us to establish that this early, like we want that to, you know, sure. be something that they understand. You mm -hmm. know I mean? 
So it's not alone for us at all. Yeah. And, and I think another good way of answering your question, Emily, um, it's really been this relationship where as he ebbs, I flow, as he flows, I ebb. Um, and it's this back and forth. It's that what Shannon was describing as that, you know, we're constantly checking in on each other. Um, so when one is down, the other one will help to lift up and we do it together. And I think that all of this really, truly stemmed, um, I mean, it's gone way back in our relationship, but where we've really come together and connected the most has been that vulnerability of Shannon saying, I need help to me. It was Mm -hmm. like a light bulb went off for me and it was like, okay, my, my Superman actually has met his kryptonite and he is allowing me to step into this space to figure this thing out with him. Mm. It's not that I had the answers. He knew I didn't have any answers. He just knew he could feel safe walking this path with me and I wouldn't let him down. He knew that in me to bring it to me. I knew in him, he wouldn't come to me unless he really needed me and share this. So I couldn't trample on his feelings. I needed to learn how to be a better communicator with him. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like where we were at the time, I'll just paint a picture for you. I mean, the, the dishes could have been left in the sink for like an hour too long. And it was a fight. Okay. It was the kids are just being kids and one's cranky and tired and crying. And it's like, why won't they just be quiet? We were toddlers at the time. It, and, and then that would escalate us in the way we communicated with each other. And now it's a, sure. an argument that turns into a fight where we're just not connected and talking. Now, that moment of I need help changed that in a way where I decided I need to listen. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to say things in a way that he can hear me and that mm-hmm. he can respond in a way where we're not going to fight. He doesn't feel like he has to be on the defensive. Sure. It changed my perspective, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So my perspective shifted on how we needed to move forward. And that was going to require me to not be silent, not um, not share with him how I was feeling or what I was thinking or how we should move forward, but to actually do it in a meaningful and purposeful way that would allow us to be able to start seeing each other. And over the course of probably about six months to a year, the dynamic of our relationship truly started to change and it cemented our bond and our communication in a much different way than even the day we got married and exchanged vows. Mm -hmm. And over the course of time, this has really been one of those situations where it's like you are tested on in sickness and in health for richer or poorer till death do us part. Like, because we, we argued in such a way where I was like, why are we even together? But the D word never came up. Divorce never came up for us. Mm-hmm. We never said it out loud. So it was really, truly important out of all this to really communicate and to be open and to respect Shannon and his wishes through this process as a supportive spouse. So for me to be supportive, there were moments where he didn't want to share anything with anyone for a long time. And I just respected that. So people probably looking from the outside in either saw one of two things. 
things are really good and they look great on paper as a couple, or two, if you are our family members, something's fishy, something's up. We're seeing a lot less of Shannon and Stephanie's always around with the kids by herself and what's going on kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but nobody ever asked and nobody intervened. Nobody stepped in and said, and if they did, I don't think that either one of us were in a space to be totally honest and transparent at the time, but having those Mm -hmm. check-ins or those opportunities from friends, I think is significant. And there are still some friends um, in our lives today that I know and trust we can call friends forever because they have not walked away from either one of us during this um, fragile time in our marriage and in our lives as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So up until the point, like he asks for help and that's when it kind of clicks for you like, oh, there's something deeper here. And then you say, I'm behind you, do what you need to do. And then he, you know, goes down the road to get some diagnoses and then acknowledge maybe um, for you, Shannon, acknowledge like, oh, now I see I'm not broken or I don't know how you would phrase it, but just like, I'm not terrible. This is like, something's not working right. And I can get right. the tools to help me. Right. Right. And I'm, I wouldn't this is the way that it happened for me. It's like when I finally, you know, went on, went to the appointments when I finally, you know, had the conversations when I finally went down that path of what the heck is wrong. Um, mind you, like after I said, I need help. I basically, I, I wouldn't say that I shut down, but at that point, I feel like I literally just like took all of it off of my shoulders and put it on hers. You know what I mean? Because she set up all my appointments. She had the conversations. She did a lot of stuff. Like there was a long time, really, really extensive period of time where it was just like a blur to me, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just like basically, Hey, get in the truck. We have this, or we got to go do this. We have to talk to this person. And that for me, was just like, you know, thank God, you know, but when I finally figured out and was told what I, you know, what it was, I got, I was diagnosed officially with PTSD, anxiety, and acute depression, right? So for me, I'm like, great, that's three life sentences right there, you know? Where do I go from here? You know what I mean? Because now you can look at it as a diagnosis, and you can also look at it as now you're titled. Does that make sense? So, you know, it's like, it's like when you're a kid, you know, you're titled, you're titled as the shy kid, you know, or you're titled as the weird kid, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, the husky kid, right? How we used to, how we used to say, um, you know, for me, then now it's, I've got three titles hanging over my head, you know what I mean? And instead of it getting better in, from my personal perspective, it only got worse because then it's just like, great. Now what do I do? Does that make sense? Yeah. And now it's a, that whole self stigma comes into play. Right. And that whole, you know, just an entire different whirlwind to just, um, sink into because it's like, yay, now I guess I'm really never going to get past this because how in the world do you get past all this? Oh, sure. Yeah. That's really helpful for me. Like thinking about friends who might, um, because from my perspective, it'd be like, yes, you've got a diagnosis. Now we can, now we know what to do. But for right, you, it right, was right. like, 
crap, I wish it wasn't this huge thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, it was almost better not knowing, you know what I mean, to a certain extent, right? Sure. And, you know, it, this is one of those things that, you know, you really have to think about. If you have that friend or you have that family member that, you know, is diagnosed just because they know what's wrong, right? Or they have the the name attached to the what do we say we finally got a name attached to the behavior essentially mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's going to be any better right away right uh, doesn't mean yeah, necessarily yeah. it's going to be any worse right away either okay mm-hmm. but just because you know it's it's completely different like you can't point to your wrist and say i broke my wrist right so now i have a cast on my wrist and in six weeks or you know eight weeks or so we're going to get the cast off a little bit of rehab it's going to be fine right it's a completely different ailment right. so to speak yeah right it's physical you can't necessarily put a band-aid on mental health diagnoses and you can't expect it to get better in six eight ten weeks right like you would normally on musculoskeletal bone anything like that it's completely different yeah so i think this is kind of where you come in with your the framework you like helped yourself through mm-hmm. and can you talk to us about what PTSD stands for for you and mm-hmm. the framework you help people? Um, I don't know. Give maybe it's the tools you get in people's hands so that they can walk through this. So going back to that self stigma, right? Like that's that is a huge barrier, and that was a huge barrier for me, you know, because it's just so much shame attached to it, right? It's like, man, like, how, like, how am I not strong enough to handle this? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. oh, then you start thinking back, you're like, that guy's still doing it. How can I not handle it? You know what I mean? Or this person's still doing that. Or that person's doing it. like, what the heck, dude? You know? And then now that's a completely different wave <laughs> of emotions that just continues to crash down and, you know, just mud just being slung upon yourself, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, you know, I... It goes back into, you know, you have, you hear those statistics, like how many thoughts you have in your mind per day, you know, what are you going to do to make those thoughts positive instead of negative? Okay. For me, it was just like all day long. You can't handle it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to get it done. This is going to be you forever, blah, 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 blah. And that's, you know, before you even get out of bed, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me... It really, I really had to teach myself and really had to train my mind to, as soon as one of those thoughts would come up, you know, just kick back with um, a positive affirmation or something like that. And I mean, you know, it didn't happen overnight whatsoever because when you got 50,000 negative thoughts coming at you at once and then you come up with one positive, right? The ratio is still kind of big. You know, you got to yeah. start doing it down little by little by little, you know, mm-hmm. and then just start having that, you know, faith and confidence, you know, in yourself. And most importantly, too, faith and confidence in your prayer life, you know, and faith and confidence in, okay, Lord, like, what the heck, dude, like, you got me here. And then all of a sudden you hit me with this is like, well, what happened? You know, I was great. That was good. We were, we were, we were 30 years we were on a 30-year journey and you stopped me short at eight. Like, what in the world? You know what I mean? 
So then you have to have that positive, you know, just like over and over and over and over and over reaffirmation for yourself. So for me, I finally, you know, had to change those four letters in my mind for PTSD. And now instead of them standing for post-traumatic stress disorder, now it stands for pushing towards success daily. And I had to tell myself like, every single day, you know, this is what PTSD means to me. This is what PTSD means to me. This is what PTSD means to me. And, you know, now at this point right now, the tables have turned, you know, and it's a lot like I have, I have a quote up on, I think one of my boards and it, it says, and it's on my phone too, it says relentless optimism. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like unrelenting, like every single day, like I'm optimistic. It's going to happen. I'm not worried about it. Whereas today, tomorrow, or next year, like I'm going to keep pushing. And every single day, daily, right, I'm going to push towards my goals and towards the success that I'm expecting for myself, right? So, you know, every single letter in my toolbox stands for something. So P for push, right? You you're you're either pushing against or something's pushing towards you, okay? So mm-hmm. you gotta dig in and even you know, even if today is you move the needle one millimeter, right? You still moved it, okay? And then next thing you know, you know, you keep pushing against, you know, that same thing. Next thing you know, next week, you might move a mile in a day, you know? But Mm -hmm. every single day, like, you're pushing and you're pushing the right way, which comes into towards, right? Because just because you're pushing against something doesn't mean you're going the right way, you know? There's a lot of people that are just yeah. pushing, they're just pushing just, just to do it. And they're like, man, mm-hmm. if you would have just turned around and went that way, there's a heck of a lot less resistance just right behind you. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. If you just take a step back, kind of, you know, reevaluate the situation and then make the proper, make the proper move, which is towards, right? Mm-hmm. And success, right? So you're pushing towards, what is the success that you're looking to have like today, you know? Whether it's a today thing, whether it's a next week thing, a next monthly thing, or an annual goal, you know, every single day you have to do something little towards the direction of the success that you want. And one of the main things too, I always say, there's two things that you can't measure. You can't measure trauma and you can't measure success. Mm. Okay. Just because Nancy across the way just got a brand new kitchen remodel doesn't mean that Stephanie and I feel like she's successful. You know, well, everybody else in her, you know, in her knitting group might be like, she's the envy in the top of the of the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, just because that happens for her doesn't mean that we are the ones who's looking to do the same thing, right? Success, mm-hmm. you can't measure success. It's your personal opinion, what you want. And the last letter daily, obviously, what does that mean? It's every single day. What are you going to do every single day to push in the right directions towards the goals that you're looking to achieve. Mm -hmm. So changing that around Mm -hmm. is what really helped you go, okay, I I know what I'm working towards and I can get up every day looking forward to Mm -hmm. this and pushing toward Mm it. And when we started, like, mind you, when I started, like, it was a success to go from the couch to the mailbox to get the mail. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there was a long time when Steph would come home and I would, she'd leave me and I'd be right there on that spot 
in my boxes and t-shirt and she'd come back home after a whole shift and I'd be right back there on that spot. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, what'd you do today? And it wouldn't be like, well, what did you do today? Even though I took it like that, you know, it's literally like, hey, what did you do today? You know? And right. it wasn't until like, I literally, and I mean, like, mind you, like when I just walked to the mailbox, like it only took it like once a week. <laughs> it wasn't like it was, you know, yay, I'm doing cartwheels, you know, down the mailbox and high-fiving the mailman and, you know, giving Gatorade to the trash truck and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like that, like, at all. It was, when I say, like, small millimeter incremental steps, like, I mean it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it went from the mailbox to being outside with the kids for, you know, a few minutes, you know? Or, hey, kids, how about we walk to the mailbox together? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it progressed, and then it went from there to hey, we have a park right down the street. Hey, let's go walk to the park. You know, and I mean, it sounds it sounds silly, you know, to a certain extent. But the goals that I have, the where I am now is was literally the only set of goals that I had, you know, mm-hmm. a couple yeah. of years ago. And they're not they're not monetary at all it's just you know one day make the kids laugh at dinner you know wash the dishes after you know a good meal you know what i mean watch a tv show with steph for the night without biting each other's heads off (laughs) right just little stuff you know Uh and for me that was my success it had nothing to do with monetary gain. It had nothing to do with business. It had nothing to do with anything of that nature. It was just, mm-hmm. hey, dude, let's have a good dinner. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how that goes, right? <laughs> yeah. That was it. And it sounds silly, but that that is that is how far bare bones basic at the bottom of the barrel I was. I think it might sound silly, but only to those of us who have not experienced it, like to someone who is sitting on their couch and they're like, man, it was, it was a lot for me to just turn a podcast on or like they're sitting there going, man, I, I accomplished feeding my soul today by listening to this, or, um, I think I might be able to get some help from this. That's, we're not going to discount that just because, some of us have never walked through those mental blocks ourselves. I think it's really great that you acknowledge that Emily, because one thing that I'd like to share out of that nugget is as a supportive spouse, as a supportive family member or friend in that kind of situation, you're told your friends got depression or PTSD or something of the liking, you know, they're in a lot of stress or in a place of stress in their life. When you hear that that's like the accomplishment for the day, if you ask them, well, how's it going? And and you get something that may to most sound mundane, it's important to acknowledge it in a very authentic way mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. not discount it, not, you know, um, look down upon it uh, because every single milestone, every single small achievement will add up for that person experiencing those things. And part of that success or that daily success is the acknowledgement 
the understanding, the support that is given and received and felt for that person. And I truly feel like <clears throat> if it weren't for me saying, I'm proud of him for those moments that are small and I truly am proud of him, he probably wouldn't stop and think about that as an accomplishment or a success. And mm -hmm. I like to okay. be very, very um, cognizant of those moments because mm -hmm. something that he did just this past weekend, showing up to an amusement park, you know, and really, truly being present and really, truly having fun with our family was huge because that wouldn't have happened a few years ago. Yeah. And that to me right. is one of those successes. So to be able to acknowledge him and say, I'm so happy you actually enjoyed yourself. You know, mm -hmm. even though it was hot as heck, <laughs> even though there's still crowds and lines and all those things that come with that for him, who's somebody that can be triggered by a crowd or be triggered by heat um, things like that, acknowledging the fact that he was able to put himself in that situation, not back down from it because he was worried about it, um, try it out, see how he liked it and continue to move forward so that the family could create new memories, I think is amazing. So, you know, I, I really want to be of encouragement to those supportive spouses, family members, um, that are there for somebody and know that, you know, this person in your life is going through a lot and you may not have all the answers and you may not understand it fully. You may not really, you know, be in the know, so to speak about all of what's happening, but you can at least at, at the most minuscule thing, all, if all you do is just be encouraging and supportive and listen and not put that down or, or shame somebody for those, those small things, you're doing them a huge favor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I love, I love practical things because I think we all need, okay, now what do I do? We always want right. that. How can right. we take action? Um, when you said, we were talking about the ebb and flow. I really appreciated that. Um, Cause even in my marriage, I know we ebb and we flow, but sometimes I think, we fail to recognize it as like, okay, I'm, or even through the journey we're walking through with like, um, overcoming some, uh, spiritual, what could I say? Well, thought the word is gone, but like a, like a faith crisis, a spiritual crisis yeah. walking mm -hmm. through that. I don't realize how often we we are opposite each other as far as like, okay, I'm really questioning some things right now. And my faith is a little rocked. And then I'm not recognizing that he's really solid until one day he says something like, I'm just not really sure about this. And I go, wait a second. I think I'm back to being the one who's a little more sure of things right now. And it, mm -hmm. and it's beautiful how we can complement that and just being aware of that kind of makes it um makes the togetherness just amazing that we can I don't know seesaw but keep each other yeah. balanced I know exactly what you're saying um we've experienced that I've experienced that in our marriage where you know even just being married you know for the last decade 
we've also had those moments of, you know, one of us is on one page with faith and the other is kind of over here, you know, in left field. And I think one of the things that stands out to me in that kind of moment is if you can acknowledge that about yourself or your spouse um, going through something like that Mm -hmm. and appreciate where you're at in that moment and not stop. Say if it's you that's experiencing that crisis situation, not put a hinder on your spouse for being at a a peak, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they're experiencing the peak, not squashing that peak, because that's important to have that balance. Sometimes that could be hard if you're going through a trial and you're like, where is God in this moment? You know, Mm -hmm. why am I suffering? And I'll tell you, you know, with experiencing Shannon's diagnosis with him, there are those challenge moments. Those are challenging questions to Mm -hmm. send up to God. Where are you right now? And why are we going through this? What's this all about? You could be angry and your spouse can be in this other place of Zen and like totally happy and cool and (laughs) kumbaya or whatever you want to call it. But, but not squashing that other person while you're going through your journey, because we each have to experience our own season. I think, especially in our faith when we're getting Mm -hmm. tested constantly, but God tests us in a way we need to be tested individually. You know, Shannon can be super strong in one area. I'm super strong in another area. Um, but weak in something that he's strong in and, and there's that balance. And, and so it goes back to that ebb and flow. It goes back to that teeter totter or seesaw and appreciating what your spouse has going on. Um, and also being empathetic at times, mm-hmm. encouraging in other times. Um, you know, I'm grateful Shannon heard me out and just let me pray over him or talk to him about things when he was going through his weakest moments. And I'm super grateful for the times he's been able to pray over me or talk Mm -hmm. me out of saying something crazy or doing something wild and radical. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely real. Like that's raw, Emily. Like, you know, that's, that's, it's so normal, but how many people actually talk about it and normalize Mm -hmm. that these things are very real and it's okay. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to go through. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I love that you said not to squash the other person who's on the peak. Cause I think that's my tendency. Like, wait a second. <laughs> you can't be like, you can't be having a great time right now. <laughs> like, don't you want to question this? Like, you don't want to doubt this right now <laughs> or, you know, that's on this, like the spiritual faith crisis side, but whatever, like no matter which, I don't know, spot we're in each mm-hmm we can have empathy for the other person and not be, not be the downer and be like, no, you have to be on my level or come on up. It's, you know, you're fine both ways. Um, it's so necessary. Is there anything you else? Think too, you got to think too, like when you, when you ebb and flow, like there's, there's going to come quite a few times where you cross, you know, and then it's that mm-hmm. moment where it's like, you just kind of acknowledge it to each other. It's like, Hey, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Well, so am I, you know, <laughs> and just, right. you know what I mean? But like, that's simple. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, you know, so we can put the swords down, you know, we can, we can, we can go sit outside on the patio for a little bit, you know, and just kind of enjoy the moment, whatever it may be. 
And, you know, take it as far as you can for as long as you can without, you know, completely just throwing things to the wind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's always going to be those times, you know, where it's always going to, it's going to be one of these, you know? So when you're ebbing and she's flowing, you know, then there's going to be a cross. There's going to be a cross. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a cross. Whenever those crosses happen, just enjoy it at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And then if that person is, you know, up at the peak and you're not, you know, shine a little flashlight on them, you know, just say, hey, <laughs> I see you, but, you know, I'll get there soon, you know what I mean? And like like she said, like, don't always, if somebody's in their hot air balloon, don't always shoot it down, you know? Just let mm-hmm. it go. Just say, <laughs> okay, I'll be there soon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this, that's just how... That's just how you got to be because, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to start resenting the other person for no reason. And they're not even, they don't even know who they're being resented. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yep. just like. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm up here on the top. I said, I'm leaving you alone, <laughs> but I'm still trying to help you and pull you up, you know, but don't pull me down. Because right. that's when things start going bad, you know, and that's when those peaks aren't as high as they could be because that's when people start, well, you know, I don't want to get too high or I don't want to, you know, enjoy myself too much. So then you start, you know, really limiting yourself just because Uh, your partner mm -hmm. can't handle it because of the peaks that you hit. Oh man, that's going to be rough for some people. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a revelation somewhere. <laughs> that's good stuff. No, it's good because I think it it all is back to you being aware, like being aware where you're at, being aware where someone else at is at, and being okay with if they're not in the same place as you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, even even right now, just just personally, like we just we just did something just absolutely ridiculous. You know, we literally moved. We moved out of our house that has been our anchor for the last almost 10 years. And it's just, I'm, you know, we literally, you know, talked about it, made a decision, high-fived, and within, you know, what was it? Six weeks. From let's do it, we're in a completely different space, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm just like... I'm good, you know. I'm purging everything, <laughs> getting rid of all this stuff, all these boxes. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, this is exactly what I've been praying for. This is his Marie Kondo <laughs> like, Netflix special. His is, joy is so sparked right this now. This is my. <laughs> there, hey, there's a lot of free stuff. I'm grabbing everybody. I'm it. You know what I mean? That's me. And for her, she's the exact opposite. You know, she is the exact opposite right now. So we are literally right here <laughs> as we're talking today. Not totally opposite. But for, for, but I have some extent, resistance moments. Yes. Like big time. And, and I'm just like, let's go. You know, we're both, in, we, well, we're both in the mentality like, okay, we didn't make the, I didn't make the decision and make her move. We made it together. Yes. Right. She yeah. has her benefits that she sees. I have my benefits that I see. And eventually, they're all going to come together and make sense. But overall, at the end of the day, we know that we are being called to something astronomical. Yes. 
together and as individuals. So in order for that to happen, you got to make sacrifices. And it doesn't matter how little of a sacrifice or how big of a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's still a sacrifice, right? And I'm looking at it like, you know, like every single day, like she sends me, you know, houses. She sends me houses. And like I was in the garage having my moment, getting rid of everything I possibly can. And my watch just kept going off. And it was like another house. And I literally texted her back and I said, stop sending me houses. <laughs> I don't want to see any of them right now. Because we both agreed. It's like, this is a 365-day moment for us, you know? And we've got, let me see, we're 20 days into this thing. So we've got 344 more days. And we're just like, let's put our heads down and let's see how far we can get, not only on our own, but with our prayers and with all of, I mean, like, this is, this is kind of like, this is one of those moments where we feel like compounding interest, right? There's so many things that we have done that should just like all of a sudden, you know, it's like that 10 year overnight success, you know, so much stuff that you do on the back end. There's so much stuff that you do that people don't see. There's so many prayers. There's so many conversations. There's so much yelling and crying and screaming. Also, it's like, what the heck, you know? And it feels like, even though it completely looks like a big old jar of, you know, <laughs> I know that in the next 344 days, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong, we have zero plan. We have no, just like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. No, 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 no. That's no. not true. That's, you have zero plan. She, she, I she have, says she has like deals with I have like a plan A, B, C, D. That's how I like to plan. The goal is always the same. The goal is always yes. the same. But the map might change routes if one route is faster than the other. So I'm not freaking out. I am enjoy. I am like like I am bombing a hill in San Francisco with no brakes. Like let's go. You know. <laughs> Okay, so do do you want to um, share with people what you can help them with? Say, like, this is our goal. This is our dream. This is why we're in this. Is your dream is to help them with um, fill in the blank? (laughs) I'll tell you my goal. There you go. My goal is simple. It is to help people achieve their version of their mental well-being. Mm-hmm. So um, a goal you have to put a number to, right? So the number is a million people minimum. And the more people that we can share our story with, this trial of um, being two young successful people on paper, you know, both in service fields, firefighter, nurse, owned our own business, both have degrees from college. Like we're quote unquote successful. We got the house and, and the two kids and, you know, the picket fence minus the dog. Right. Mm-hmm. But we were great on paper, on paper, in the eyes of other people that just see us from the outside in on the inside, everything was crumbling around us. And so to be able to come from this place of just because you think you need to put up a front or show the world a certain version of yourself to, to save face. It's not true. You can share what you're going through. You can trust other people for help. You can reach out. You don't have to suffer in silence. Like that's what I want to share with people. 
You don't have to suffer in silence Mm -hmm. and you can reach out for resources and you will get the help that you are looking for. And we can share our tools that have helped us as a couple that have helped me as a spouse to be able to go through this with my husband and not feel like I'm going to crack for him to go through this from a firsthand perspective and share the tools he has to get to a place where he's happy again. Um, and it's every day, you know, life throws new challenges in. So the goals change a little bit, you know, over time, mm-hmm. but, but the overall goal is achieving mental well-being. And so however we can do that by sharing our tools, being vocal, getting the message out there, destigmatizing mental illness and destigmatize choosing to seek mental health actually being proactive about doing things that make you happy and fill you with joy. There's nothing wrong with that. So um, helping 1 million people achieve their version of mental well-being for themselves. That's, that's for me. Okay. And then for me, and I mean, this is us. We put our mission and vision statement together a while ago. So, I mean, our, our mission is to improve quality of life for individuals battling depression, anxiety, and PTSD by engaging, inspiring, and educate. That's what we're here for. Um, we Like she said, we both have our college degrees. You know, she went straight out of high school. I went the long way and did the military route. Um, got my degree eventually from there. And I am a huge personal advocate of, you always have that argument of experience over education, right? You hear that all the time, you know. Um, me, I firsthand am all about experience because I'd rather talk to somebody who's went through something and knows it and understands it and feels it, you know, like just, you just like feels it as opposed to, Oh, I wrote it. I read it in a PhD Mm -hmm. book and, you know, got my thesis behind that, you know, (laughs) like, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're not, we're, we're just not going to, we're not going to buy it. You know what I mean? Um, and for us, the experience that we went through as a couple and the experience that I went through as an individual, you know, through the military and through being a firefighter and things like that, building our own business, we reached seven figures, having two kids while we're doing it, being married for a decade. Like, there's a lot of conversations that we can have just off this experience that we've been through together in and of itself. You know what I mean? Right. So... At the end of the day, like she said, our 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 vision is is help a million people achieve their mental well being. That's just that's that's the first goal, you know. It's yeah. the bare minimum if we're gonna put numbers behind it. And it's also too, like she said, to destigmatize, right? So destigmatize mental health issues by providing a platform for people to acknowledge, listen, and support others. You know, it's this is probably one of the hardest conversations that you could possibly have when it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you're wearing it on the outside, right? When you're overweight or when you're out of shape and you want to get in physical health, what do you do? Go to the gym. You go to the gym, right? You get a personal trainer. You start eating better. And everybody high fives you on your journey. Yay, way to go. And as soon as you say, Ben, I'm on a journey for my mental health, they're like, oh. What's wrong with What's that? wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> why can't, why aren't those two on the same playing field? Right. That's an issue. You know, mm-hmm. 
Like, another thing too that I it's it's extremely important for us to you know for people to understand is like she is a nurse, I was a firefighter, I was in the military. Just because I just because you didn't run out of a building running you know, holding a dead baby, or just because you didn't see combat or shoot somebody in the face, or just because you didn't perform CPR on somebody who getting who's getting rushed into the emergency room. You know, just because you didn't do that does not take away the traumatic events that happen in your life, nor are, are they better, nor are they worse than mine, or hers, or yours, mm-hmm. right? Like, we need to get away from that comparable society. Like, you cannot compare trauma. You can't measure trauma. At the end of the day, your experience was your experience. So let's talk about your experience. Hmm. Because obviously, it affected you Right. To the exactly. Yeah. I love how you've put words to that. And it's not just let's destigmatize uh, mental illness or mental health, but even the journey it takes to get there. That's that's amazing. So yeah. you guys have I think you have a course, you have a book. How can people connect with you <laughs> and get more of their tools, uh, more of your tools in their hands? As they walk this journey. So um, we did not introduce ourselves as co-authors. <laughs> I always say I'm not an author. I just wrote a book. You know, it just sounds weird. It's like, yeah, you're an author. I wrote a book. That's okay. <laughs> but Shannon took the brave journey um, and the challenging journey of putting this on paper. And it is in his book, PTSD, Pushing Towards Success Daily. It is um, PTSD, how overcoming anxiety, depression, and PTSD taught me the power of pushing towards success daily. Um, You could look it up under Shannon Lombard, L-O-M-B-A-R-D is our last name, or Stephanie Lombard. Um, The book is on Target.com, Amazon. Um, There's multiple places. But the best place to really get more information about... um, our story, our journey, and our tools that are available to you electronically or physically is going to be on our website at www.ptsd.academy. Again, that's www.ptsd.academy. And there you can um, learn more about our journey, more about our story. Um, But more importantly, you can learn the tools that are going to help you to become more successful on this journey of mental well-being. That's amazing. I love it. I know people are going to be so helped by what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. I really appreciate you just taking the time um, to hear us out, to allow us to share this story with others. Um, you know, I pray that it allows people to be blessed to hear this as an opportunity to to learn to grow um maybe to be a little more open about their journey with somebody that they can trust yeah i know it's 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 big for us too i mean because not everybody is willing to sit down and have a conversation about it you know so not only have we had this conversation together but you plan on shooting it out to as many people as you can which is scarily awesome so (laughs) (laughs) we're 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 excited for that you know and just just once again like like steph was saying just reiterated it's like we're we didn't go through this alone you know and in all of it too what's as important if not the most important is god 
went through it with us. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. don't ever think that he's not there because he always is, you know? And I mean, at this point, you know, there's been plenty of times where, you know, people always say, oh, just meet me halfway. I'm like, Lord, you can't meet me halfway, dude. Like, I can't even get up. Like, you have to come get me. Like, you mm -hmm. have to come get me, you know? Yeah. But if yeah. you don't ask and you don't confess, you know what I mean? Then what can you possibly expect? Mm. God's been faithful yep. and and we're so blessed. Our marriage has been blessed. Our family's been blessed. Um, it's not perfect. And so let's just reiterate that yeah. life is not perfect. And you know, the meaning of PTSD, that D is huge. That's a big D it's daily. We, we go through things, daily challenges, um, you know, just little stuff getting out of the house on time. Right. But that can turn into like a crisis moment. If the anxiety starts kicking in, and then communication barriers start being broken down. And um, so <clears throat> I just want to reiterate, this is a daily thing. Um, we have found some really awesome tools that help us to eliminate or speed up the process of getting through the hard parts so we can have mm. more time together that we love and enjoy. So yeah. um, this doesn't make things perfect. These tools don't make things perfect. These tools are tools. They're, they're there to help. Um, basically speed up the process of getting to that place you want to be to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I don't like wrapping things up. I guess I should say it this way. I love when things are not wrapped up in a bow because life is not yes. wrapped up in a bow. Oh, yeah, no. Sometimes conversations can be like, Oh, well that a, B and C great, but it's not. <laughs> and I, I love no. that you mentioned that like, let's just get tools in your hands. And let's get healthy together. Yes. Thank you so much for being part of the Abundant Grace podcast today. And to all of the listeners, thank you for being here and hanging out with us. Go follow Shannon and Stephanie on social media. Check out the great work that they are doing at PTSD.academy. And I will see you again next week with another awesome episode Thanks for being here, friend. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.